Kenny Payne and company have reached out to three more players in the transfer portal on today's episode of the Locked on the Global podcast. We're talking about Reese Dixon Waters, Josh Aduje, and Keyshawn Hall. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked on Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university and various sports. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. Obviously, the transfer portal is as live as we've ever seen it and the Louisville Cardinals have reached out to three more players in the portal we'll talk about USC transfer Reese Dixon Waters we'll talk also talk about um, Coastal Carolina transfer Josh Aduje and UNLV transfer Keyshawn Hall uh, beginning with the first name on the list Reese Dixon Waters from USC the reigning sixth man of the year in the Pac-12 um, has a lot of suitors since entering the transfer portal just a couple days ago. Um, for reference, he averaged just under 10 points per game, uh, 9.8 points, 3.2 rebounds, 1.1 assists. Uh, the six foot five sophomore from Long Beach, California, has been with USC over the past two seasons. So um, it looks like two years of of eligibility remaining for Reese Dixon Waters. And this is a recruitment that a lot of Louisville fans um, talked about right away when Dixon Waters entered the portal. And for good measure, I mean, he is a very talented player, a guy that although he was a sixth man off the bench, showed a ton of promise when scoring the basketball and defending as well. I think he has really solid two-way potential. Um, as he's shown already, I know that the scoring numbers aren't necessarily those that it are going to make you um, do a double take or anything like that. But I think that um, he would fill a solid role here at Louisville in the way of being a defensive, um, you know, breath of fresh air immediately out of the gate. Um, obviously, we know that Kenny Payne and company have really prioritized um, larger guards, and we'll talk about three here. I mean, there are three solid players that are taller. Dixon Waters is 6'5", Josh Aduje is 6'5", and Keyshawn Hall is 6'7". But uh, back to RDW, um, he's a player that a lot of people have reached out to so far. I mean, I'm reading the, the list from Travis Graff's tweet uh, just about a day ago. Outside of Louisville, he's heard from Minnesota, Texas, Kansas, Kansas State, Clemson, Missouri, Stanford, UCLA, Florida State, Vanderbilt, Alabama, Arkansas, and others. I know that there's been a section of the fan base that has said, Dalton, you've said that they need starting caliber guards and a starting caliber big man. Why would you go out and get a player who just averaged 10 points per game at his previous stop and you know, not go with a player that averaged in double figures that can alleviate some of those scoring responsibilities that are still yet to be filled at this point. I understand that. I understand it for sure. But I think that what we're not accounting for, two things. Number one, player progression. 
Uh, I think that just because Reese Dixon Waters averaged nine points per game, or I'm sorry, 9.8 points per game this season, does not mean that he's not going to ever get better. Um, you will get his freshman season, averaged under five points per game. He posted career highs in assists, rebounds, points per game, um, you know, so on and so forth. So I think, you know, statistically he saw a big jump and he will continue to do so. So I don't necessarily think that he is going to, let's say hypothetically he does come to Louisville. Um, would he be a player that you're just going to see the production from last season? I don't think so. I think he's going to take that next step. I think that he is a player that, you know, shows the promise of, you know, developing that perimeter shot despite only shooting um, about 29.6% from the three-point line this past season, 43.5% from the field, um, which is about a percent less than what he saw as a freshman, but saw a significant jump in field goals per game. He averaged over double as many shot attempts per game as a sophomore than he did as a freshman. So saw his numbers increase as well. Started eight of the 29 games as a sophomore, as a freshman, 14 minutes per game. As a sophomore, 26 minutes per game. So um, played a bigger role for the team. And when you look at um, you know what USC fans are saying on social media, on message boards, Reese was a player that was definitely in the plans for next season in terms of taking that next step forward. He was going to be a part of that nucleus that represented you know the um, solid majority of the USC production. So. I mean, you can tell by a couple of signs. Number one, USC fans' reaction. You know, obviously, this is a player that they def definitely didn't want to lose. Um, and on top of that, also, the amount of schools that have reached out and the caliber of schools. I mean, you talk about Alabama, Kansas State, UCLA, teams that were just in the Sweet 16, Arkansas as well, so on and so forth. Um, another thing that is encouraging to me is his potential in big games. Um, you look at what he's done this season against some solid teams. I know he's had some games that weren't the greatest, um, but he had 16 points against UCLA, um, had 11 against Utah, had 15 against Colorado, had 17 against Arizona, 16 against Arizona State. Um, in the, uh, that is the Pac-12 tournament and then he had 10 and 4 in that game against Mississippi or Michigan State not Mississippi State is he going to be a player that is going to come in right away and be a star for Louisville I don't think so I think that you're looking at another role player type potential here for the Cardinals if Reese Dixon Waters were to come to the program but make no mistake about it he would definitely be a solid asset to the team and he's one of the only players that I look at and think okay if the Cardinals were to go get a role player RDW is one of the only transfers that I would deem as acceptable for Louisville to go after because I still do believe that this program needs the um, the starting caliber guards, the starting caliber big man, um, so on and so forth. So I think that this would be an exception because of you're banking on that potential. You're banking on that player progression 
the jump from year one to year two, you hope to see something along those lines from year two to year three. Um, not to mention, you know, it seems like, you know, the percentage of perimeter shooting wasn't the greatest, but he projects as a guy who has a solid fluid jumper, um, has the ability to get to the basket, uh, has shown flashes of being able to create off the dribble. So I think that um, a guy that can jump in right away that has produced at the college level 10 points per game at the at the Pac-12 level one six man of the year solid defender as well for being you know a six foot five guard um I I would like this addition I think that he fills the role of Louisville needing to just fill out the rotation is he a starter at Louisville is he a six man at Louisville um it really just depends on what the roster breakdown would be because you would assume that Sky Clark would be starting. Um, you know, you make the allocation for, I would say, Louisville probably addresses a front court need. So you're looking at two players in the front court. So you're looking at Sky Clark and then two guards slash wings. Um, is Mike James going to be a starter? Is JJ Trainer going to be a starter? Could Reese Dixon Waters be a starter? Um, those are all questions that would probably have to be asked. If he were to commit to Louisville, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. But um, if he were to come to Louisville, I think that you see a situation where if he's not starting, he is the first guy off the bench. He's playing uh, 25 to 26 minutes per game. Um, and, you know, it alleviates some of my concerns as to his progression when you see the types of schools that are going after him. It's not one of those situations towards Louisville and 10 or 15 mid-majors. It's Louisville and 10 or 15 other Power 5 programs that are just coming off of a Sweet 16 finish. Um, one thing that I find interesting is that, you know, you see UCLA and Mick Cronin going after Reese, and he's a player that um, the Bruins had played twice this season and twice last season. So this is a recruitment that um, I, I trust a lot of the um, high-profile program's judgment on this, so I think that he would be a solid addition, and I think that um, you know him jumping up in terms of player progression that would be a big-time addition for the Cardinals. So, um, two other players that the Cardinals reached out to, uh, we'll begin with the Coastal Carolina guard Josh Aduje uh, from England, has been with Coastal Carolina the. Uh, past two seasons, we'll talk about what he could bring to the Cardinals program here in just a moment after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built March Madness app is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar. Um, so do your fa do yourself a favor. Support your bar or puff when you Vote for your favorite bar or puff. You will be entering into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, one Locked On fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You have to try Built. It's the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're amazing. You won't think they're good for you, but if you scroll down to the macros chart at Built.com, you will be able to see how it's good for you, but also tastes like a candy bar. So, you still have time. Run to Built March Madness right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick all at BuiltMarchMadness.com. All right, going into the second segment of the show, discussing another player in the transfer portal that the Cardinals have reached out to over the past couple days. We're discussing 
Um, sophomore guard Josh Aduje, like um, Reese Dixon Waters, six foot five sophomore Aduje from London. So an international prospect that um, last season for Coastal Carolina as a freshman, six point eight points per game, three rebounds to go along with point um, seven assists. This season saw a jump in production. Started thirty of the thirty one games, played thirty minutes per contest. Um, 13.3 percent. I'm, I'm sorry, 13.3 points per game to go along with four rebounds, 1.2 assists. Uh, only 31 percent from the three-point line on five attempts per game. 42 percent from the field on 11.3 um, you know field goal attempts per contest. Um, this season for Coastal Carolina was the leading score for the Chanticleers and uh, would project to be a two-guard slash wing at the um you know the power five level just like he did at the mid-major level so um this is one of those situations to where when you watch the film you can see the potential i do have my concerns over the schools that are reaching out granted it is still early in the process so you could see other schools reaching out especially after the ncaa tournament but just to kind of um, get you acclimated with who has reached out to Aduje. Louisville has reached out, but outside of that, it's kind of a lackluster list. I mean, I want to read these off. Uh, Montana State, Oral Roberts, Cal State Fullerton, uh, Grand Canyon, Seattle, Loyola, uh, Maryland, Towson, um, Hawaii, uh, UC Santa Barbara, Cal State Bakersfield, Montana, uh, Vermont, Eastern Carolina, St. Bonaventure, Davidson, Richmond, Duquesne. So, um, you know, there's not necessarily a ton of Power 5 schools that have shown interest. Louisville was actually the only Power 5 school on that list. Now, granted, that is a list that is two days old. Um, Duje entered the portal, I believe, this past week, and it's still kind of early. So we could see other schools reach out. But even so, you can also make the case that when a player enters the portal, Sometimes, or a lot of times, Power 5 schools reach out right away. You see a lot of big-time programs reach out, like with Reese Dixon Waters. Once he entered the portal, boom, a lot of programs, top programs reached out. You just don't see that in this certain recruitment. Um, that's not to say that he couldn't be successful at Louisville, um, but I think that this would be another situation like Reese Dixon Waters. I think that um, despite him averaging 14 points per game, or I'm sorry, 13 points per game, at the mid-major level, he's probably a player that would be a role player at the uh, Power 5 level. Um, I think that this would be a solid addition if Louisville had a plan to bring in a starting guard and a starting big man because then you could bring Aduje off the bench and have him play uh, significant minutes off the bench. Um, I think that my main concerns for me with this recruitment, um, you looking, you're looking for guys that can create for others and at this point in time you know he hasn't really shown that one assist per game um in his two season averaged out for coastal carolina i think like i said he projects more of as a traditional two guard that is able to stretch the floor has to get better shooting the ball efficiently with his high volume um uh, I think, you know, he has the ability to get to the basket. Solid defensive potential as well, kind of like RDW. Um, but I think that this is more so of a player that plays predominantly off the ball and would be solid maybe in, in you know, spot situations, um, spot-up shooting, um, catch-and-shoot situations. But 
like I said, the leading scorer for Coastal Carolina, a, a guy that I think has the ability to carve out a role at the Power 5 level. Um, Coastal Carolina this season was not really all that good, 11-20, and 5-13 in the Sun Belt. Um, and, but like I said, I also think that um, – you know, you can't totally write a Duje off. I think that he is a player that has potential, um, could definitely be a guy that plays a role at the Power 5 level. But at the same time, um, I want to see how he plays against solid opponents. Um, looking back at his game logs over the past couple seasons, um, the reality of the situation is Coastal Carolina didn't necessarily play a ton of top teams. Um, let's see... Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily seeing a ton of um, top competition that he's played against. Going back to this past season, um, they did play the College of Charleston, who was the 12th seed in the tournament, lost by 14, but he had 19 points and five uh, steals. Um, had 22 against Georgia Southern, 11 against Marshall, 22 against James Madison, 25 against Charleston. Or That's not Charleston. Who is that? Um, Chicago State, sorry miss uh read the acronym um but like i said uh also at 33 against south alabama in overtime but i mean he's a solid score in the mid-majors is he going to be a guy that can produce at the power five level i think that that's the question that has to be asked um if louisville had more than three scholarships remaining if their starting five was pretty much solidified i think that this is a recruitment that you look at and say okay this would make a ton of sense for Louisville because you're filling out the bench. You're filling out the bench with guys who have produced at the mid-major level. Now, I know that, you know, you could say, well, Dalton, you have made it an effort to mention that you want players that have scored consistently, even if they're at the mid-major level. I think that that's true, but you have to look at the context. Um, when you look at the schools that have reached out, the caliber of schools that have reached out, you look at... Um, you know, some of the efficiency numbers, uh, Aduje, not the most efficient, but has the ability to score in bunches. So I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm not saying that he's not global level, but at this point in time, having to be extremely selective with the spots remaining, um, I'm just not necessarily sure if this would be the right um, decision to go with. But at the end of the day, if Louisville were to accept a commitment from Josh Aduje, I think that he does potentially have a role. I think he could have a two-way role um, as a player off the bench. If he's a starter, um, I think it would probably need to be um, in a three-guard lineup to where it's Sky Clark, it's Josh Aduje, and then it's a another starting caliber player from the portal um, that has been very, very successful at his previous stop as well. So, um, And it would probably have to be more of a traditional point guard because Sky Clark has shown the potential to be a combo guard, but more so, a, more so rather a two than a one. Um, and then obviously Josh Aduje, more of a traditional shooting guard. So um, Aduje, a player that's solid at his previous stop. I let me let me rephrase and say that if they were to commit, get a commitment from Aduje, I don't necessarily think it would be a bad move here for Louisville. But um, I, I think that this is a. <sighs> excuse me, this is a situation where Louisville has to get extremely better next season. So I would think that this would be a solid level addition, but um, 
I think Louisville needs to be pretty selective with their scholarship offers and availabilities as well. So um, there's one more prospect we're going to talk about on today's episode of the show. That is UNLV transfer Keyshawn Hall. We'll talk about him here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Um, The tournament is almost over. Already, there's no better place to get in the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet, excuse me, up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all in an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot. At a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Heading into the final segment of the show, we're discussing another player that Louisville has reached out to in the portal. It is UNLV transfer Keyshawn Hall. Um, Hall is a little bit different from Reese Dixon, Waters, and uh, Josh Aduje because he is a player that played pretty sparingly in his freshman season at UNLV. The six foot seven, 250-pound native of Cleveland, Ohio, only appeared in 18 games for UNLV. Zero starts, averaged 10.8 minutes per game in his time playing. He did pretty much um, produce solidly for his time. 5.4 points per contest, 1.6 rebounds per game, um, 57.9% from the field on 4.1 field goal attempts, 1.1 three-point attempts per game, 50% from behind the arc. So he was efficient on um, some pretty small numbers. Um, two ways you can look at this. Number one, you project, well, he could look a lot better when he gets more playing time. And then there's the other side of the table that says, well, why, if he could be a lot better in that increased playing time, why is he not getting that playing time? Why is he fending for playing time at UNLV? And if he's not getting that playing time at UNLV, why would he get it here at Louisville? Well, I think that um, obviously the uh, running Rebels had a very veteran-led group. Um, you look at what UNLV um, you know, ran out there this season. Um, EJ Harkless, uh, Jordan McCabe, um, I think, who's the other senior that they had? Um, Luis Rodriguez. So uh, a lot of veteran presence in this group, especially EJ Harkless. Um, however, you know, with a player like Keyshawn Hall, who is listed as a guard, plays kind of like a hybrid between a guard and a forward, um, it, it makes you wonder, you know, does Louisville need a, another player at that position? Um, I know when people hear the word guard, they think, well, you know, um, he can hand, guards can handle the basketball. Well, that's not always the case. Um, well, maybe they can dribble the basketball and get to the rim, but can they create for others? Can they um, set their teammates up and facilitate the basketball? I think that um, – Sure, Hall has guard tendencies, but he also has forward tendencies as well. Um, I think is going to be a player like Caleb Glenn plays like, um, you know, the Cardinal signee, the soon-to-be freshman from the 2023 class. 
I think that they play very similar. They use uh, their strength to get to the basket. Um, the ball handling is um, getting better and better, and the three-point shot has shown that it's there, but it's a matter of sometimes the fallacy that we think of is that with increased playing time, means that we're going to automatically see a direct correlation in production. And sometimes that's not there. I'm not saying that that's the case here for Keyshawn Hall, but um, you have to at least introduce that as a um, as a possibility. Now, Hall has gotten interest from uh, some solid programs, Louisville, Baylor, Ohio State, Georgetown, DePaul, Providence, and then there's some other players, like, or there's some other programs like Providence, I'm sorry, Ohio, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, so on and so forth. Uh, Maryland and Washington State have also reached out. So you're essentially banking on the potential, and I don't necessarily have a problem with that if I'm um, you know, talking about it in context with what he would be bringing to the table to Louisville. I think that he would be a player off the bench. Um, like I said, Louisville has to be very, very selective with their scholarship offers. I think he's got the potential. I think you know he projects as a player that plays the two or the three um, can handle the basketball, get to the basket, but I want to see how that efficiency does when he gets more shot attempts, when he gets more attempts from uh, the three-point line, when he gets more minutes, what does that production look like? And I think that that is just a risk to look at here if you're the Louisville Cardinals. Not saying that it couldn't work out, but it still is a risk, and I think Louisville needs to add uh, players that have been productive at the Power 5 or the mid-major level in high ways. So, um Talked about Reese Dixon Waters, Keyshawn Hall, and Josh Aduje. Thanks for making Locked On the Wobble your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here very soon.